For your information, Doctor, we have collected a few students' questions regarding our topic for today. So, I would like to give you the first question, which is, how to stop overthinking and comparing ourselves with others and what actions are considered positivity toxic that we might do to ourselves? I would say we, uh, we are, by nature, social beings. Okay? We live with other people and we need to interact with other people. Okay? And in fact, we need to deal with people. Okay? I guess everyone uh, can still remember how painful it was at the beginning of uh, MCO. Uh, it was such uh, an unpleasant experience to be stopped. Okay, to be obstructed from going out, meeting people. So we, I, I guess we can still remember how terrible it was at the beginning of uh, lockdown. So it means that by nature, we need to interact with people. Okay, so we have, uh, we have to interact with people and we also interact with our own self. Okay? So it means that as a person, we have to deal with our own self and we have to deal with other people. Okay, when you say about overthinking, I would say that overthinking represents the aspect on dealing with our own self. Okay, and the fact that we are social beings may lead to the tendency to compare ourselves with others. Okay, I would like to relate the, the, the idea of overthinking to, to something a bit more positive, yeah? but it, they, 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 are, they are related. Okay? I would like to use the term deliberate thinking. Okay? So with a deliberate thinking, it means a kind of thinking that is done consciously, attentively and intentionally. Okay? And with deliberate thinking, okay, it can be understood in a positive way. For example, okay, when we are, when we engage in a deliberate thinking, we are thinking about something in detail, okay, meticulous. So it allows us to be particular, know the context. We think about the implication of our action. We think about the pros and cons. Okay? So by doing this, by having deliberate thinking, before taking any action, before producing any behavior, it gives you confidence. Okay? It gives you that you know all aspects related to the issue. Okay? So it means that you, you, you know what you are doing. Okay? So that is also uh, that is known as deliberate thinking. Okay? So thinking that is done consciously, that is done attentively and intentionally. However, most of the time, when we think about something okay, again and again or in uh, quite detail, we end up experiencing what we call overthinking. Okay? And usually, most of the time, when we are overthinking, we are engaging in a disruptive thought process. Okay? So this disruptive thought process can lead to unfavorable outcomes. Okay? Sometimes this overthinking will come together with self-blame. Okay? So, um, and there is also a tendency for us to think of things that are 
not necessary at all. Okay, they are not relevant at all. So does can be misleading. Okay, right. So in a way, it's good for us to think in detail, in sufficient detail. Okay, but sometimes, okay, that kind of thinking may lead to what you term as overthinking, which means that it may lead to unnecessary way of thinking. Okay. So, how do we stop this? Okay. I would rather prefer to use the term how to manage okay, rather than to stop overthinking me. Okay. So, how to do balance between the positive and negative aspects of overthinking? We would like to engage in deliberate thinking but then we also have to minimize overthinking. Okay, right. So, uh, some, this is just uh, sharing with you some ideas on how to deal with destructive inner thought. Okay, usually overthinking will lead to destructive inner thought. Okay, just like when you are, you are trying, for example, you are trying to complete your assignment. Okay. And then at first you find it, oh, it's quite challenging to do this assignment. Okay. And then you start to think, why? Why this lecturer give me this assignment? What is the purpose of this assignment? Okay. The, this lecturer is just you know, making my life difficult. Uh, this lecturer only just like to see me suffer this semester. This lecturer decide to give this just to make students fail this subject. And then you some maybe you are going to continue thinking all sorts of negative things. Okay, so the issue is very simple. You want to do the assignment. Okay, so sometimes this kind of overthinking may lead to destruct, destructive inner thought. Okay, so in the first place, sometimes that kind of thinking are not necessary at all. Okay, and they are not relevant at all. So, one of the suggestions how to deal with this one is stop them right away. Stop all this destructive inner thought right away. Okay. So, you cannot be carried away by keep on thinking about this one. Okay. You know that, well, uh, in doing your assignment, you know that it's not that easy. It's challenging. Okay. And then you keep on, you may start to think, why this lecturer do this to me? Why does this lecturer uh, give this kind of difficult uh, assignment to students? Okay, so the moment you start, you can start to realize that there is an, an element of negative things there. Stop it right away. Okay, stop it right away. You can actually shift your focus. Shift your focus. So it means that you shut down that kind of overthinking by involving yourself in an activity, okay, the one that you enjoy. Okay. So say for example, you want to do your assignment, you find it challenging, and the moment you start, why she did this to me? Why this lecturer did this to me? Okay, um, why she she does not want me to pass the subject? Ah, the moment you realize about that one, stop that right away, and then shift your focus. Okay, shift your focus. Maybe, okay. Put it aside first. Let me do things that I uh, enjoy. Okay, so it means that you shut down it right away, and then you shift your focus to do something that you 
enjoy. So maybe later on, come back to that one. Okay, so you have to train yourself to stop, okay, whatever destructive inner thought that you have. Okay, because sometimes we can realize, okay, that we are carried away by, you know, from one from one point, then it relates to another point, then it relates to another point. So we, we, we are carried away with that one. So stop that right away. Okay, another way is you also have to challenge your inner thought. Okay. So, for example, uh, this assignment is difficult. Yes, look, difficult to me, but I can do this. I want to prove that how hard it is, I can do this assignment and submit on time. Okay. So, it means that you challenge your own self. Okay. So, you have to prove it with action. There are times when we keep on thinking about something, but then there is no action. Okay, so it is just some sort of like uh, wasting your time, wasting energy to think, but then it results in nothing. Okay, it is also important for us to acknowledge the success. Okay, acknowledge the success. Some we have to actually compliment our own self. Okay, huh? so you start doing a difficult assignment. Okay, you plan what you need to do. Okay, and the moment, how small is the achievement? Say, for example, today I managed to read one journal article. That will be uh, one part of my literature review. So acknowledge that success. Oh, okay, so it means that hmm, it's not bad. Okay, I can do this one. You can further reward yourself. Okay, I go say, for example, okay, I want to sleep after this because sleeping is a kind of reward for some of us. Or you buy yourself ice cream. So no need for to wait for other people to buy you ice cream. You do it yourself. Because that is a way for you to acknowledge your ability. To acknowledge your performance. Okay? Right? And um, on the issue of uh, comparing ourselves with others, I would say in the first place, why do we need to compare ourselves with others? Okay, why? Uh, you have to answer that question. Why do I have to compare myself with others? If, say for example, you are comparing yourself, by comparing yourself to others, it can motivate you further. Uh, you, you see your friend study hard. Okay, you compare yourself with your friend. Okay, she study harder than me. So, if you compare yourself uh, for the purpose of... Uh, apa? For the purpose of motivating you further, I think that is good. Okay, I think that is good. So if you compare yourself and it for something positive, it bring you something positive. Okay, then it's good. Okay, for you. So for you to compare yourself with others, but then most of the time, when we compare ourselves with others, it only make us feel worse. Okay. It demotivate you further. So, if you experience this, there is no point of comparing with others. Okay, we are we are in a society. Okay, as I said just now, we are by nature a social beings. We have to interact with other people. Okay, we are going to see people. We are going to observe people. Okay, we are surrounded with people, but we also have to remember that. There are things that we can control and there are things that we cannot control. Okay, uh, so 
people's behavior okay of course we we if i i believe that if we know about our own self then we are going to be able to handle okay that we are going to able to handle the issue of comparing with ourselves okay always remember maybe what we see from the person what 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 are explicit or what can be observed from that person for us it look good okay always look good so some sort like he or she has everything in life okay and we see ourselves or oh, how unfortunate i am okay i'm not uh, i'm not i'm not coming from that well off family okay but then do we know that even though he looks okay okay he come he or she comes from a very rich family but then does that mean uh, everything else is positive not necessarily okay uh, so we should be able to tell ourselves okay so maybe he is good in one aspect but then perhaps not good in another aspect okay so i believe that about comparing with ourselves if we feel that it can bring good to us it's okay okay but then if it does not bring any good to us there is no point for us to compare our own self with others that is indeed true doctor and i agree how irrelevant and unnecessary overthinking is as it will lead to bad outcomes especially towards ourselves so moving on to the next question Many case studies show that trauma happened because of people's past experiences or something that triggered them mentally and physically. Hence, doctor, how can one forget about their painful memories or what is the best way to overcome one's trauma? How can one forget their painful memories or what is the best way to overcome one's trauma? In my opinion, to totally forget can be very difficult, okay? Because what happened to us in the past can still be hunting us in the present times, especially more when they are negative experiences or traumatic experiences. First of all, we need to understand why we can still recall bad memories and sometimes those memories are still fresh in our mind. So even though it happened years ago, okay, so long time ago, but sometimes they are still fresh in our memory. Okay, so first of all, we need to understand why, why, wh what happened here? Why do we feel? Because sometimes we just want to forget. Okay, but then there are still those traumatic experiences. They are still fresh in our mind. Okay, right. Um. We know that okay, we have billions of neurons. Okay, so uh, in the brain, there are billions of neurons, the cells, and we know that they are highly interconnected. So they are highly connected to each other. Okay, so um, when you understand the biological basis for cognition, you are going to understand that cognition results from these neural connections. Okay. If I can direct your attention to uh, an advertisement, okay, uh, in TV, advertisement on milk powder, okay. So the advertisement claims that uh, if your child, if children uh, take their milk powder, 
the milk powder the milk powder will allow uh, all the cells to interact okay cell-cell uh, berhubung so when these cell-cell berhubung when these cells when the neurons are highly connected you strengthen the connection of those cells is going to result in the children being uh, apa, creative the children being brilliant okay able to do uh, so many things so that's the idea okay how our neurons okay contribute so how the connection contribute to cognitive processes right so the same principle applies to thinking about negative things or traumatic experiences okay it means that the more we dwell on a memory okay the more we are going to remember it okay so the more we think of a memory it means that it is a kind of rehearsal okay so the more we think about it okay the more we repeat that event in our mind okay so it means that in a way we are actually mentally rehearsing that negative experience okay so when you are doing this the more you think the more you rehearse the stronger would be the connection okay so it means that the more you dwell on a memory or rehearse the specific events surrounding the memory the stronger will be the neuronal connections okay so it means that cell-cell makin kuat berhubung okay so when the cells become stronger when the connection becomes stronger it means you are going to think more about that one so it means that the memory remains there as long as we revisit it from time to time and each time we revisit a memory it becomes flexible and it becomes stronger again so the connection appear to become stronger and stronger so that's the reason why even though that traumatic experience was long time ago but the more you think about that one you are actually strengthening the neural connection for that one okay so in a way that's the reason why even though it happened so long time ago but they are still fresh in our memory okay so that's the explanation why okay why something happened long time ago but still fresh okay especially more with negative memories especially more with uh, bad memories or traumatic experience okay uh, there have been a lot of research that says that uh, if we were to compare positive and negative events okay we are going to recall better negative events okay so uh, because you know the our emotion play very important role in our cognition okay so it means that the more negative it is okay the better we can recall it okay right so what to do okay so how to overcome this okay uh, so if we know the biological basis of that one okay so if i can share uh, from cognitive point of view okay how do we deal with these unwanted memories okay 
Number one, we may substitute or replace the bad memory with good memories. Okay, just now I mentioned that uh, every time we think about the negative time, indirectly we are strengthening the neural connection for that negative thing, for that negative memory. So now you have to deactivate that one. Okay deactivate the neural connection for negative ones and then substitute or replace it with good memories okay so uh, how hard uh, how hard was the how hard is the experience uh, even though it was terrible but try to look at the positive aspect okay which means that it doesn't matter how small it is but you have to strengthen the recall of anything positive. Okay, uh, you have to strengthen that one. Okay, uh, so it means that sometimes since our memory uh, tend, we, we tend to remember negative things more. Okay, uh, it makes us tend to overlook. Okay, or at the positive elements in that one. So it's either you have to think of what could be the positive aspect or try to recreate the positive aspect from that experience okay because the principle is you have to deactivate the neural connection that will always bring you back to that traumatic experience so you have to substitute it with the positive connection okay right so it means that we should be able to change the synapse so if if we do that we are changing the synapse or connections that are firing. How? By changing our perception on the experience. Okay, right. Um, another suggestion is for us to detach from the context. Okay, usually if we understand memory, we are going to know that when we remember something, we are going to remember the events in relation to other events. So it means that we, we are going to remember the event together with the context. Okay, where does it occur? When it occur? What happened around that time? So it means that we tend to associate a particular event together with the context, whatever it is in the context. Okay, so um, this will then affect what triggers those latter memories and how can we choose to recall them so the context can be anything that is associated with the memory okay so it could be sense related cues for example the smell around that time the taste okay what you see around that time the external environment the events the thoughts the feelings okay so you have to be able to detach okay from the context okay and i would say that as muslim okay we have to go back to our primary source that is the Quran and for us Muslim we know the concept of redor, the concept of syukur, the concept of hopeful okay so even uh, our prophet prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has to deal with so uh, many traumatic experiences in his dakwah okay we uh, read we know that how he was being rejected, humiliated, okay, but then um, the wahyu come to him to calm him down. So it means that our 
uh, whenever we experience that one, we have to go back uh, to Allah. Okay, we have to go back to the Quran. Okay, and also for us Muslim, okay, one of the powerful weapon for us is doa. Okay, so doa to Allah. Okay, to to make things easy for us. Okay, that is genuinely fascinating about the affiliation between trauma and neural connection and how we as a Muslim need to go back to the teaching of Islam to deal with our trauma as what Dr. Mayab said. So we have reached the last question for today's talk. So Doctor, this question is from one student who wishes to know the ideal human being in terms of thinking, acting and feeling according to psychology to love ourselves sensibly or moderately, in which neither excessive nor lacking? First of all, I would say, uh, if I may comment a bit on the word ideal, okay, because you are saying that um, the student wish to know what is the ideal human being. So I would say, first of all, I would like to comment okay, on the word ideal there. Um, we are created as the best creation. So Allah uh, created us as the best creation, which means that in comparison to other makhluk, we are the best. Okay, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But then we also have to understand and we have to remember that there is no one perfect human being. Okay. So none of us is perfect. Okay. We have, every one of us has our own strength and has our own weaknesses. Okay, so if we are good in one aspect, it doesn't mean that we are good in everything. Okay, so if we are good in one aspect, there will always be another aspect that we are not good at. Okay, so to be an ideal human being means to be perfect in all aspects. Okay, perfect physically, perfect mentally, spiritually, emotionally, everything is perfect. Okay. So if we have this kind of understanding, I guess it's going to be very, very difficult and in fact, unthinkable. Okay? Because that is actually really beyond our ability. Because we, even though we are the best creation, but we are not a perfect human being. Okay? Right. Okay, I, I agree with your point on being moderate. Okay, that is neither excessive or lacking in either thinking, acting, and feeling. Okay, so it is not just uh, it is not just about being positive for everything. Okay, and we only hope that we are going to experience only positive things. Okay, uh, just to share with you that I um, sometimes ago uh, I read about one parenting tip. Okay, and until today I. Remember that tip, okay? It says that if we want to make our children happy, we have to expose and let them experience sadness, fear, disgust. Okay? If we want to make them succeed, we have to make them experience failure. Okay? It is only by experiencing both good and bad they are going to appreciate life. Okay? So it means that 
we cannot just uh, have to be positive. Okay, I just want to feel happy. Okay, you are not going to appreciate happiness if you do not go through sadness. Okay, so this is a kind of uh, toxic positivity, lah. Okay, there are people out there who are um, some sort of like suggesting or recommending or supporting the idea of toxic positivity. That uh, the idea of uh, subscribing uh, to uh, subscribing to the idea that everything must be positive. Whenever you want to think about something, just think about the negative. Uh, just think about the positive things. Okay, there is no point for negative emotion. Okay, so you cannot you cannot uh, all this negative side just put it aside. Okay, I think life is not as easy as that one. Okay, so. Uh, coming back to your question, I do believe that uh, we have to always uh, find a balance, okay? Find a balance between um, having all these things, okay? So it's not excessive, excessively on something, okay? But also not lacking in something, okay? Just like uh, my example on deliberate thinking just now, okay? It's good for us to think about something in detail okay, because it allows us to uh, really examine, okay, think, uh, uh, think about the good and bad of something. But then to have overthinking, okay, to think overly is also not good. So we are the one who need to balance okay, so that it becomes well managed okay so it's neither excessive nor lacking thank you very much doctor i think this has perfectly answered the student's question before we end our episode for today any last words for our listeners or maybe a few islamic perspectives points that you want to highlight regarding today's topic um, if i may conclude my sharing today with by saying okay by reciting uh um, a Quran verse. Okay. Wama khalaqtul jinna wal ins illa liya'budun. Okay. So why are we here in this world? Okay. So Allah created us okay, to serve Him. Okay. So it means that we are here to submit ourselves to Him. Okay. And to prepare ourselves not only for for the dunya. Okay. But more importantly. Okay, uh, to prepare ourselves for the life after death. Okay, right. So it means that our sole purpose, our main purpose of living in this world is to serve Him. Okay, to serve our Creator. Okay, so it means that we have to know our Creator. Okay, so how to know our Creator? We have to know ourselves. Okay, just like in Bahasa, we say it. Tak kenal maka tak cinta. Okay. So we have to know him. And we want to know him. Why? Because we want to be closer to him. Okay. And in my opinion, the prerequisite for knowing our creator, the prerequisite to knowing Allah is by knowing our own self. Okay. So uh, I would say or I would advise, okay, for the students, regardless of what uh, what what specialization that you are in now, take the opportunity uh, 
that you have now to see as much knowledge as possible. Okay, because I believe that whatever knowledge that you have, okay, will allow you, okay, to know about yourself. Okay, so take the opportunity that you have now to see as much knowledge as possible. Okay, take the opportunity to increase our knowledge and understanding about our own self. Okay, because if we know ourselves better, we are going to appreciate ourselves better. Not only appreciating our own self, but appreciate others as well. Okay, and as a conclusion, I also would like to take this opportunity to congratulate to congratulate Sidestar, okay, for uh, taking efforts, okay, for conducting a variety of programs, including this one, uh, for the purpose of increasing awareness, okay, of the various areas in psychology. Because usually, uh, when uh, people out there think of uh, psychology, they think about counseling psychology, they think about clinical psychology. Whereas in psychology, there are a lot more other areas, a lot more other sub-discipline of psychology. Okay, all together will allow us to increase our understanding uh, about people's behavior and mental processes. Okay, with that, once again, I thank you very. I thank you. Okay, so much for this invitation to contribute or to share uh, some ideas okay, to your psychology podcast program. I think that I and also our audience get a lot from your sharing. I hope that we all can share and spread this knowledge to other people as well. For the audience, do not forget to fill in the attendance form provided at at description to receive star points. So everyone, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be discussing another interesting topic in psychology. I am Saila Fikriya, your host for today. Thank you for listening and Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.